You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back with more Tapped Out with Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine on the BetQL Network. We're talking fighting here on Pat uh, with Brendan Tobin. I'm Sean Levine. And we'll throw our call outs at the end of the show like we always do. But I got to call up my producer, Jake Galley, right now. During the break, my boy goes, Have you guys ever heard of Mario Puchinowski? And I go, Yeah, Mario Puchinowski, like five time world's strongest man. If you're around my age, then you and you stayed up to like two, three in the morning with your boys, you end up watching these guys tossing kegs over their shoulders and dragging semi trucks. He's not my favorite strongest man. That would be Magnus Bear Magnuson. But Mario Puchinowski, he's a fighter now, right? He's in the octagon. He had a nasty knockout. And not only did Jake not know who he was or pronounce his name right, but then he sent me the video of it. And it looks like a nasty knockout, BT, but the angle is terrible. Can you, can you, like, that's the thing. I don't mind getting all these things that you guys send to me, all these memes, all these highlights, but can I at least get a good cut? Like, I don't want to just imagine what this thing looked like. I have no idea who this guy is. I don't know what you're talking about. I watched World's Strongest Man. I didn't watch who who kept record of who was actually the World's Strongest Man. It was 2 a.m. watching. I'm just like, oh, yeah, keg guy. It was on on like ESPN 8. Okay, let me get this. Let me get this straight. Do you remember all the the world's outdoorsmen as well? The guy who was cutting the uh, cutting the wood the fastest. You're damn right I do. I remember There's all no the way. log cutters. Name yes, one of them. I remember. Are you talking about the timber log challenge? Yes. And yeah. I used to absolutely tape that with an old school VCR. Bro, if you want to start talking about the cliff diving, we can do that okay, after the but, show. But I'm, I'm saying, can you name me a famous lumberjack? No. That's my point. I, <laughs> That's Paul, my point. Paul Bunyan and I've got this Uncle Steve that lives out west in Portland. It's like, I'd say a lumberjack, but... uh that's I wonder if you could get. I wonder right. if those were probably taped, so you never could get action on them. Like, I wonder if anybody was live in on the action of outdoors games. You think that we're the first degenerates to come around? You don't think that back in the day before the internet, a couple of guys were sitting there, named me and my friend at two in the morning, and betting on the log rolling and the saw cutting? Yes, it absolutely happened. Oh, I love the log. The, the log rolling was was high times. That was great. I, my favorite one was when the dudes would race their way up, dudes or ladies. Lumberjills would race their way up to the tree. You've seen that one, right? Like little spider monkeys. Yep. All right. All right. Let's talk about something that we know about, which is uh, the state of boxing and the state of the UFC. Now, it feels like if we were having this conversation, I don't know, man, five years ago, I would say, and let's just call them both stocks, be way up and still going up. And I would say boxing would be going way down. And I'm not exactly sure what happened. Maybe you can pinpoint it, but it feels like about two, maybe three years ago, boxing's had a resurgence. And I don't know if Mm. you can just point to Jake Paul and this whole celebrity thing, or maybe Tyson Fury taking down Deontay Wilder. I don't know what it was. 
you know the sport better than me, but right now if they're stocks, I would actually say that boxing is at an upward trajectory. And maybe you could say the UFC, MMA as a whole, I'm not saying it's plateaued. I still think that it's heading upward, but not the pace it was a few years ago. I think there's a couple of things uh, that the UFC, especially since the pandemic, right? Like they get a, people give the UFC a ton of credit for being the league that stayed open. They never really stopped when the whole world was shutting down. They were going to figure out a damn how island. Bought an island. Bought an island. So I think that that uh, got them a lot of credit. But I think one of the things that you know you're, you're referring to is that you're seeing a lot of UFC fighters be interested in jumping over to boxing because they see what these main event fighters are making. And it's just it's just crazy dollars compared to, you know, what a main event champion who's not a star yet. Let's say like Davidson Figueiredo or Brandon Moreno, what they're making compared to what Gervonta Davis and Rolly Romero will make tonight. They see that and they're just like, holy crap. Well, how is this possible? You got an unbelievable TV deal. How does that go down? And Dana White's had to do a lot of defending about how he pays guys. Um, but I do think that. You know, for me, I, I still think that if you buy a UFC card, you buy a pay-per-view, you're really getting your money's worth for the three, sometimes four hours that you're there watching uh, throughout a night. Whereas opposed to boxing, like, there's some nice fights on there. Jesus Ramos is a really fun prospect. There is Landy Lara. There's some nice fighters that you've heard of. But, like, you're really just waiting to get to that main event. And that, I think, is... Uh, the one thing that I think the UFC will always have for the the fights that you have to pay for over boxing. They need to start them earlier, though. I'll say that. And that's oh, yeah. I'll say. Like, man, boxing does that a little bit more right. But both of them, yo, I don't care what time zone you're in. Start these things like an hour and a half or two hours earlier. So people like me that have no reason to fall asleep that early, I'm out. Like, I can't do it. These 1 a.m. Central time main events, they're just ridiculous. Let me ask you this. Do you think we've gotten to a point where boxing has become bad for the UFC because guys like Francis Ngannou say, you know what, this is cool, but making money is a whole lot cooler. It is, but then I think like he goes to boxing and I feel like he's going to look bad. And I feel like the UFC guys, I think that is ultimately the bad look more so than the money that he wants to leave for. And that's why I'd be like, if I was Francis Ngannou, it's a great uh, go fight Tyson Fury. All right, get your money. I don't hate on that move but you're going to look awful. And then what is that long-term worth? Maybe it is worth just making the big payday in boxing, but what about being the long reigning UFC heavyweight champ, baddest man on the planet? I think that that has a lot of value in it too. Um, one of the things that I think boxing has always had a big knock on it though, is like, you don't really get the top guys fighting the top guys. I do think that they deserve a lot of credit over these last couple of years. We have seen a lot of undisputed champions in this four belt era. You know, Canelo has become undisputed. You got next week the undisputed lightweight championship between Devin Haney and George Cambosis. Um, you know, we just saw Jamel Charlo win the undisputed uh, championship in his weight class. So you are seeing a lot more guys fight for all the belts. They're not just kind of sticking to their own little thing, which has been the biggest knock on boxing. I would say the only thing right now, if I was a boxing fan, say, what haven't we seen that we're long overdue to see? And that's Terrence Crawford versus Errol Spence. But there's not a ton of those out there right now. Okay, so... Brendan Tobin, Sean Levine, Jake Galley, Evan Thomas talking a little fighting here on Tapped Out. We'll get back in the money side and talk a little gambling coming up here in just a little while. But we're kind of talking about the state of the UFC right now compared to boxing. Um, do you does it feel like does it, do you agree with me when it comes to 
boxing has had a resurgence, do you think that if there's a huge – who do you think is the biggest draw right now? Let's start with the octagon, like when it comes to a fight, right, when you can just get the most random, casual, plus people like us getting their eyeballs on it. What do you think is the biggest fight that we could see? And I'm asking you this for a reason. So, Nate uh, Connor three. Yeah, Nate Connor three. Yeah, Nate I Connor, think it's okay. the obvious one. Maybe Francis versus maybe Francis okay. versus John Jones if it were to happen. Okay, and we can go with either one of those. What about boxing? Same question. Like, what's the biggest thing that we could see right now in boxing? Probably involves Jake Paul. Honestly, uh, I would say if if Anthony Joshua ended up beating Usyk, I would say Tyson Fury versus AJ would be the biggest thing that we could see, followed by probably Crawford versus Spence. And would those be bigger than, and this probably would never happen, but if we saw like Mike Tyson get in with Jake Paul, do you think there'd be more eyeballs on that than those other? If it was tight, if you're talking Tyson, yeah, Tyson would be the difference there to me, not Jake Paul. Tyson, we just saw this with the Roy Jones fight. Like Tyson, if he were to fight, he would do a million plus buys for sure if you fought Jake Paul. But okay. Jake Paul's, so, but Jake, but Jake Paul's last fight against Woodley was a pay per view dud. It didn't, it did not do well. I agree with you. So the money side of it would come in. I mean, Jake Paul does fine when it comes to the pay-per-views, but not what Tyson would do. Let's say that we got that fight just for the sake of this conversation, the same night that Nate Connor three went down. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What fight do you think more people are watching opposed to DVR? Like, I'm just trying to figure out when it comes to the biggest right now. I think that I think it's the UFC, man. I think the UFC has it. If you're talking a Connor versus Nate trilogy on the same night as Jake Paul, is he he's fighting Tyson in this thing? Yeah. Um, I think it would be – that's as split as you probably could get it, but I feel like more people would still want to go to the Connor fight. I think he's that big of a uh, – the current day star that he would outdraw – he would outdraw Tyson. But but there's not many. Like, Tyson is is that kind of special. I'm giving him more credit so more, more so than the Jake Paul, for to be honest with you. It also feels like with the UFC, the point that you were making earlier, it's not just the main event. And these boxing – these whole Dawson things and all that – have just gotten weird, you know, like the whole the, the does, concerts does and all that. Like, give me more fighting and less. Well, crap. I'll tell you, and I'll I, tell you, I'll tell you one thing that that annoyed me about DAZN was that they told me we're going to kill pay per view, and then they get Canelo back after losing him, and now I have to have a DAZN subscription and pay for pay per view again, which is basically now that's what ESPN Plus does with UFC, sure. but they never <laughs> promised that they were getting rid of pay per view. Like so, DAZN lied to me. So I'm I'm a little I'm a little petty on them. Um, the only thing else- DAZN killed was my brain cells, bro, because they got all that stuff going on in the background, all these yeah, different yeah. things. Like, I'm with you. Just, it's not a great app. And the UFC, and to Dana's credit, one thing that he's realized is get rid of the fluff. Like leave that to wrestling. Leave that a little bit to boxing. But let us be the entertainment for what we actually do when it comes to our product. And obviously the press conferences and all that stuff, the walkouts are great, but when it comes to the fighting, man, it's, 
every now and again, you'll see Israel Adesanya do that sweet Michael Jackson thing or Anderson Silva. But for the most part, it's pretty standard. Uh, I think that both of them right now are in a very healthy place for people like you and I when it comes to combat sports. Like, you might have said 20 years ago the UFC had no chance to hang on, and 15 years ago, we're talking like Chuck Liddell and Tito and, you know, Randy Couture and that whole era, that maybe it had a chance. But then there were something happened maybe, you know, 10 years ago, six, seven years ago. Maybe you can point to Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey. But ever since then, it's one in on a very upward trajectory and still feels very healthy where maybe it's because the sport's really not that old. In the case of boxing, it's always going up and down. And a lot of people thought that it was legitimately dead, that it was done, that the UFC had killed it essentially about five or six years ago. And if you're a fight fan right now, whether it's in the ring, in the octagon, hell, whether it's bare knuckle, whatever your thing is right now, it feels like for guys like us, Fighting is, in a weird way, as healthy as it's ever been. Yeah, I agree. I think that the boxing talent right now, all, all these guys, and I think that's part of the reason why you do have to little bit, be a little bit wary about these upsets with the odds. Is I, I do think that the talent is is very, very good. It is getting harder to pair these guys against them. I also think that the pandemic did a little thing with boxing, too, where they're not letting as many fighters just have the freebies, like the freebie wins. Like They're like, no, if we're going to pay you all this money, this needs to be a competitive fight. Like our fans are getting more hip to this stuff. Um, UFC's kind of always been on that. I think the only criticism I have right now of UFC, uh, some of their fight nights have been really weak. Like the ones that, like I, I felt like their their TV schedule, week in and week out, like you were getting like two or three fights you'd be really, really excited about. And I, I think we come in here and we do, you know, these shows and we're like, all right, like there's like two, there's main event, which sometimes it's hit or miss the co-main event. All right. Sometimes it's hit or miss, but like we knew that the pay-per-views they're banging, but I do feel like they're, they're USPN fight nights ever since they have kind of kept it in that little UFC apex. Those have been lacking a little bit for me. It is definitely oversaturated and I'm as big of a UFC fan as you're going to meet. And I like to bet on these things. I think it's because of the apex. I think you nailed it. Like, how many times have they taken that show on the road since COVID? It used to be in Kansas City, yeah. in Miami, in Philadelphia, in all these different cities every single Saturday night. And I know they took it to Columbus a couple of, like a month and a half ago. I think it's been at the apex. I think every other fight night's been there. I saved the ones in London. We'll talk about the next London card coming up. I can't remember anything that has been like on when it comes to fight night in the last couple of years that hasn't been at the apex. Yeah, it's definitely. And I think that you know, they realized over the pandemic, I think they're like, oh, right, people are used to it now. They're used to watching it without the crazy crowd. And then it's easy it for kinda... them, though, with all their production, like, centered and everything. But it's, it's not as, let's be honest. I mean, the Apex is cool and convenient, but yeah, it's, not, it's a... not as good. Yeah, remember when they would say, like, oh, this is almost even better. We can hear what's going on. We can, right. I'm, and I'd be like, well, then I went to UFC Jacksonville when everybody returned. And I'm like, no, the crowd's way better. Like, the crowd just, it just makes it better. It's more electric. Um, but I think that they realized like, look, we got a, we got an easy way to save money here. This is in our hub. We could do everything out of here. We already do Dana white Tuesday night contender series here. And I think until, uh, I think they're going to kind of roll with that for a while. It's like leftover Chinese food though, BT. It's like good enough. It's fine. Like it'll feel fine. Yeah, but it's fine. And like, you can pretend like it's great when during the pandemic it was, you know, but overall, like 
you know, you can you can go out and you can do better than that. Give a me a little, uh, give me a little egg roll of Pereira versus Ponzinibbio. I'll eat it, but you know, it's not, eh, it's not creme brulee. You know, no. And the nice thing is you don't even have to heat it up, you know, but you can do better. Um, speaking of fight nights coming up, June eighteenth in Austin. So as soon as we keep saying they're stuck at the apex coming up in Austin, Texas, which is definitely a top one, two, three, four city in the country, Austin, Texas, fight night coming up June 18th. For us coming up next, BT and I are going to step into the boxing ring, put on the gloves, and we're going to do a segment called You Gonna Fight Me. Oh, by the way, coming up, we're going to speak with uh, Jim Rodriguez in the second hour of the show. We will preview that UFC London card that I was talking about. I don't know if you saw this uh, yesterday, but Patty the Batty. Patty the Body has been added to the card, taking on Jordan Levitt. So we'll break down all those odds. And then, of course, call-outs before we get out of here. Plenty of fight talk coming up. You're locked in to the BetQL Network. <laughs> 